Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. Precious Metal Advisor, the investor kit, information how you can use your registered accounts to start investing and gaining and keeping physical metals. We always start uh, basically with an updated week that was, Darren. It was a good week, John. First thing we want to do is welcome all of the new buyers, all of the new clients we have at Guildhall Wealth Management. This was an extremely busy week, coming off the heels in which Sunday evening coming into Monday, we saw both gold break $1,300 an ounce as well as silver above the $18 ounce, which is the first time that's happened in a number of months, in fact, well over a year. On both metals, we are trading uh, in and around about the same range as we were last week, week over week. So that is a great sign. It's something we need to see in terms of what we call filling the gap on the charts and both gold and silver with all due respect to all the other their markets look very poised right now to make a move. I got with me this week a couple of different articles, one of which came right out of the National Post in the investing section called Gold or Silver. The right answer might be both after their recent rally. It's by an author named John Schmuel. And uh, you can go and get this. This is readily available material, which means we're going live to the line, to the mainstream media. And its first paragraph says, gold and silver have been on a hot streak in the past month. And analysts say there could be more price gains for the precious metals on the back of a weaker U.S. dollar and declining mine supplies. And no sooner does this article get post, posted on 2nd of May than we see the U.S. dollar rally. This is the hallmark signature of what you're going to get as a short-term correction, limited buying opportunities. We've seen this for the last decade plus. And in the short term, while you've got these buying opportunities, if you're an investor who's been sitting on the fence, this might be the best time for you to pick up physical gold, physical silver. That's what we're in the business of doing, and that's what we're going to spend today's show dealing with. And again, as we progress, we're going to talk about why the numbers don't lie. Interesting thing. Um Gold did hit over thirteen hundred dollars. You know, silver was about eighteen dollars an ounce U.S. Um, last week, the Canadian dollar dropped down to one twenty four, one twenty five. As we're taping this show on Thursday, you know, it's jumped back up to one twenty eight point five. So one twenty eight and a half cents. That's a you know three and a half cent move up. So you know. When and the same thing with the euro. The euro went to to a dollar fifteen. It's trading today at a dollar fourteen. That's the one you know one penny. So gold and silver come come off. It's today is a Thursday. It's a, a bank holiday or a national holiday in Japan, Korea. So the Asian markets were off. So they took gold and silver up this morning, and they also took it down as quick as it went up. It came off. But we feel that gold and silver, we call this the real money show because gold and silver is real money. If you've got gold and silver and you maintain, you hold, it's an insurance policy. Everybody out there normally has life insurance, home insurance, car insurance. You know, you never want to claim on any of those things, but you have that insurance policy. Gold and silver is exactly the same. You need gold and silver in your portfolio to protect your capital. Silver right now trading in the 1730, 1740 range. You know, gold is at 1275 US. This is an unbelievable buying time. We think that, the, you know, my personal opinion, I think you're going to see the highs of 2011 when gold hit 1930. Silver was $49 and change. I think those prices are going to be taken out in the very, very near future. 
and this is a great opportunity. Whether you buy gold and silver physically, take it home, bury it in the backyard, put it in a safe deposit box. Whether you want to use our depository, you know, whether you want to use our e-store and take immediate delivery, or even use a registered retirement plan in an RSP, a TFSA, which we offer gold and silver. And if you open an account, $5,000 for every 5000 US you put into an RSP or a TFSA, we're going to give you a gram of gold. That's a starter. That covers any fees that are out there that you're going to get charged from Questrade. one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. Hey, Jeremy. Hey. We were just talking about exchange rates, and I find it interesting because we talk to a lot of people, and one of the biggest concerns they have is the exchange rate. They know that they have to buy gold and silver in U.S. dollars, but they want the best possible exchange rate in order to to do that. And, And, you know, it does... We have to look at the reasons why someone wants to own precious metals in the first place, which is to hedge against declining currencies. And any country that is adding debt to its books printing money out of thin air is creating a situation where their dollar is going to be naturally weaker with all of the debts and the the slowing economies and lowering interest rates every country around the globe wants to lower its value of its dollar in order to compete which means we have a race to the bottom so it doesn't matter if we wait for the most ideal exchange rate we need to hedge against the declining currencies overall Case in point, when the U.S. dollar was at its weakest, the price of silver was as much as fifty close to $50 an ounce. So we don't want to wait for an ideal situation on the exchange because it's only going to be that the moves are amplified in precious metals. Case in point, the U.S. dollar index is down something like 5-6% this year and silver is up over 20%. So it shows you any small pullback in, in currencies is going to be amplified in precious metals because they're such a large market. So getting involved in precious metals, you also have to look at the fact that we're so undervalued. Silver's up over 20% this year. Gold's up over 20% this year. We still haven't even cracked the $20 level on silver. So there's not a lot of places that are offering investments that are undervalued right now. So we strongly think that gold and silver are the hedge. History has said, says that it's so. So take a look at it, especially if you're new to this market. Learn why, what are the fundamental reasons to get involved in this market. And then, of course, as you said, Paul, there's lots of ways to get involved with Guildhall, whether you're buying it directly, whether you want to store it in a, in a facility that's outside the banking system, whether you want to Put it into an RSP TFSA, again, held in a vault outside the banking system, or maybe even go into a, a hard asset, not as liquid, but a hard asset like a natural fancy colored diamond that, depending on what you're looking to put in, could be gaining as much as 20, 25% a year. The interesting thing is, uh, you know, silver's trading today at 17.30 an ounce US, but in Canadian dollars, it's 22.25. We spoke a couple of weeks ago and we said, you know, silver's at $20 Canadian. So, you know, you've got a, almost a 12% return by buying, whether you bought it in Canadian dollars or whether if you bought it in U.S. dollars, in Canadian dollars, it's it's achieved. If you've bought gold or silver in foreign currencies, you've done unbelievable. You've done unbelievable because every currency has depreciated against the U.S. dollar. So the U.S. dollar in the last two days has strengthened, and I think it's going to strengthen even more. And I think you're going to get a great bang for your buck 
owning gold and silver, especially in U.S. right now, it's very, very cheap. One eight seven seven eight silver is the number. Go online to guildhallwealth.com, Darren. Well, we've looked at the month of April, and now that the numbers are in, and we're clear into May, taping our first show in, into the month of May of 2016, silver really was the hottest performer of the month. I mean, on the year to date, silver is up close to 25 26%, while gold is just behind it at around 20 to 21%. But during the month of April, there was a 16, almost a 15 and a half, 16% gain in 30 days in the price of silver compared to what was about four and a half to 5% for gold. Now, both both metals have performed extremely well year to date, but it means that analysts are now raising their forecast for precious metals prices after spending much of the past two years cutting their outlooks. And if you look at the numbers across the board, I mean, this is being done obviously in tandem with what the rest of the world is experiencing. And you're seeing currencies weaken all over the world. You're seeing a developing trend that in the short term could take the US dollar and the dollar index, the almighty index that we judge everything against, far, far down from where it is right now. It could lose as much as maybe 5 to 10 points in the next 10, 12 months. And that would be, in direct correlation, a superior gain for the price of silver and for the price of gold. Now, in the last time this happened, I remember Jeremy and I sitting here talking to the audience doing the Real Money Show in September of 2018. And at that point in time, the price of silver- 2000 and, sorry, 2010. We're sitting here in September of 2010, and silver was at $18 an ounce. Got it. (laughs) And uh, we were sitting here thinking that if all goes well, by May of the next year, silver could have a rally to as high as $30 an ounce. It ended the year at 25 in December 31st. This was the tail end of September, early part of October. By May 1st, it had rallied to $49 an ounce. So this metal is not something that waits for people to hop on board. The best part of the gains will all come now. By the time everybody gets this news, reads the paper, opens it up, and decides to put a few bucks into the market, it'll long have since taken away their opportunity to win. So if you're taking that uh, look at your portfolio right now and you're looking across the board, In a minute, I'm going to talk about some Twitter review that we got. I'm going to talk about what gold and silver have done since 2002, and I'm going to tell you why, based on other investments, I think gold and silver have made a tremendous, tremendous portfolio hedge. You know, Darren, what uh, those things that you're talking about? What you know, the fact that a lot of analysts are starting to get on board with with precious metals is quite interesting. You're seeing that more and more, and then of course in the blogosphere and the and the precious metals analysts have have definitely become emboldened by the recent moves because they they know that they're right. It's a confirmation that when you see a 25 percent increase in precious metals within a few months, you know that that you're in the right place at the right time, and and you, you're getting the strength of your convictions at this point and um, and being credited for it. So you're seeing the, the analysts in the precious metals very confident about what the market can do and they, they, they now strongly, even now that they see the results, they're that much more confident about where the price is going and you're seeing big, big numbers mm-hmm. being thrown out like silver being in triple digits. We talked about Keith Newmeyer talking about that. Well, now there's like another 10 articles that came out in the last couple of weeks talking about where it can go. 
there's a loss of confidence as well in currencies. And with with this onslaught of Trump going on, you know, we've started to get phone calls from from uh, citizens in the U.S. looking to get their money out of the U.S. and get it into wow, precious okay. metals. So we know that this move is essentially a confirmation that the market is extremely undervalued. It's got a long way to go. It's the right place to be. You want to own it physically. You want to own it outright. You want to get your serial numbers. You want to get that product, have it in your hands, and be able to have it in your hands. In a minute, when we go to section two, I want people to tune in because we're going to talk about one of the legendary billionaire investors that has just, as of this week, made a call for you to sell equities and to buy gold. Hang on for that. The number in the meantime to start investing is one eight seven seven eight silver The website is guildhallwealth.com. All the uh, precious metal advisory information you need, you can sign up for that. RSP, how to use your registered funds to start investing in physical metals as well. Lots more of The Real Money Show coming right up. Talk radio, AM640. The number is one eight seven seven eight silver It's online to guildhallwealth.com. Reminder as well, for every 10 100-ounce bars of silver you purchase through the depository account, you will receive one 10-ounce bar courtesy of Guildhall. Darren, let's pick it up where we left off. Some big news. Big news. If anybody's familiar with the name, they may, they may not be, but this is a legendary investor in his own right. His name is uh, Stanley Druckenmiller. He is a billionaire investor. He's held the front line of many big, huge portfolios and big, huge hedge funds. And uh, he was at a conference, an equity conference, investment conference on Wednesday of this past week. And he said, I quote, the conference wants a specific recommendation from me. I guess, and I quote, get out of the stock market isn't clear enough, said Jekka Miller from the conference stage in New York. And then he said, in quote, gold remains our largest currency allocation. And basically, this billionaire investor expressed skepticism about the current investment environment due to the Federal Reserve's very easy monetary policy and a slowing Chinese economy. And he said that the Basically, the Fed has borrowed from future consumption more than ever before, and he believes that federal uh, rates will change over time, interest rates will rise, but that the news that would prop the market up that has to occur naturally has been anything but. So here you have it from one of the largest billionaire investors in the world, huge mega influence on the market, and here he is, he tells a stage full of thousands of stock investors, sell all your stocks. There was yeah. no discrepancy between one stock or the other. Just sell them all. Just unload it. Yeah, but just unload it. One of the things is the, the Fed can't put interest rates up unless you've got inflation. And we've actually got deflation. When currencies are depreciating against the U.S. dollar, that's deflation. It's really, really simple. So when you have $19 trillion in debt... You start putting on 1%, 2% interest rates, that's a lot of VIG. That's a lot of interest to be paying on that type of money. People don't understand what even a trillion dollars is. Darren, what is a trillion dollars? Is it a football field? Well, it's more than that. If you, if you were to picture this in your head, if you're listening to the show right now, stacked in $100 bills, six feet high on skids, you would have basically the width of an entire football field from, well, actually from end to end, and that would not even encompass the entire width. You could see a big jumbo jet sitting on that field in your head just to get some concept. Now take it in total size from that football field and multiply a football field by 15 widths. That's That's, that's about what you have in, in a trillion dollars or the entire property of the entire White House 
you know, I can send it out to somebody. You can't even begin to mentally fathom it. And the debt we know about that is secured is in the 18 trillion range. The debt well, that we don't know, trillion, 19 trillion. There's another change. 2 trillion unfunded that's going to be on the next budget. It's 21 trillion. There's, you know, when you've got Social Security and Medicare that's not on the balance sheet. It's a ridiculous amount of money. And the only way that you could actually pay it off is depreciate, is devalue your currency or have a war. I mean, that's what Take happens every couple of, you know, 50, 60 years. They have another war and then, you know, you don't pay your debts. Um, but if you take a dollar, what the, a dollar, U.S. dollar, what the buy, and we talk about U.S. We're a Canadian company. We're in Canada. But why do we talk about the U.S.? Because mm. when, you know, you sneeze in the U.S., we catch a cold in Canada. It's as simple as that. It's very, very simple. Our economy relies on the exports into the U.S. We have oil. We have forestry. You know, we make automobiles. It goes into the U.S. The home consum- consumption is not that great. You know, something tickled me last week, and it was on this radio station where they announced, you know, in one of the shows, that they were giving, millionaires were getting a $5,000 rebate for buying electric cars. And they had a woman on, and she's saying, well, they're cutting benefits, and they're giving the wealthy $30,000. Let me tell you the math. A million-dollar car at 13% is, is 130000 times 7 is 780000 and they gave 30000 back. The government collected three-quarters of a million. How smart are they? It's all about churning money. Interest rates, you know, will kill you when it goes up. You know, once upon a time, if you had a million dollars saved up, you worked hard all your life, you got 8 10% of interest. You could nice. live off of that. Today, it's minus interest rates. You're getting 1% in a GIC with a ton of money, and you're going to pay tax on that. Everything goes up. You know, I was listening to Trump this morning on CNBC. You know, he's got a lot to say. You know, he's getting the masses at it. He's talking up, you know, what he's going to do and how he's going to do it. You know, once they get in, it's really tough. You can't do anything. The red tape and the... People that are in politics are professional politicians and the people that run the country, whether you know they're running any departments, they stay where they are. It's their heads that change and nothing really changes. So it's, you know, BS. But he's got some point. You know, the U.S. spent $4 trillion in Iraq. $4 trillion. Building schools, boom, the Taliban come in and bomb the school, Build it up again. They spent $4 trillion. They were supposed to get the oil out. All types of things were supposed to happen, make it a free country. $4 trillion. You go to the states, go to most major cities. The roads are potholes bigger than anything I've seen. The bridges are falling down. The tunnels are, you know, it's really dangerous to go on. The infrastructure is, the sewers is just, everything is broken. What could $4 trillion do? Hmm. U.S. has got $19 trillion. What does it have, effect does it have on Canada? We have debt in Canada for every child being born now. They're burdened with about $35,000 in debt before they get started. Is it going to get any better when we're giving things away? It's the have and the have-nots. You know, we give out money like it's water biscuits. It's like you can have whatever you want. You know, I'm a taxpayer. I pay an awful lot of tax. I don't get any value. All I see is my money going down a drain. It's irritating. But what do we do? How do you protect your wealth? 
Look out for yourself. Own some gold. Own some silver. Protect against these currencies that are being devalued. Buy a natural fancy color diamond. Pink diamonds, as an example, have gone up 361% in the last 10 years. Tell me how your portfolio has done in the last 10 years. If you're interested in making some money, interested in buying a natural fancy color diamond, interested in protecting your wealth, owning some gold and silver, whether you take it home, put it in the depository, put it into an RSP TFSA. A TFSA is the best investment you can make. If you haven't invested and you're over 26 years old, you can put 46500 into that TFSA tax-free. If silver is trading today at $20.25 Canadian and that doubles, you're going to make on that 46.5, 46.5 profit. You can take it out, not paying a penny tax. Wonderful, wonderful investment. One eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. Darren, the passion. Well, Paul took a little bit of wind out of my sails, but he, you know, when you let him uh, go like that, he makes some very, very solid arguments. And it reminds me this week of something I wanted to bring up because, of course, we like listener feedback. It's not always going to be positive. But on the Twitter sphere, there we had a couple of things in terms of feedback. And, of course, I like to identify and speak about them whenever I get the chance. This is from uh, a bloke named at Emoco, and he says, at Guildhall Wealth Management at AM640, the only doom and gloom is listening to this show, spewing fear, uncertainty, and doubt every week to sell your product. Now, that being said, I understand his point of view. If we were sitting here talking about an asset that had failed miserably and had never gained a penny and we yet come on week after week telling you own gold, old silver, Mm -hmm. own colored diamonds, it might be a different story. But the fact that we're a national brand with a global audience and the fact that our buyers are telling us week after week, month after month, year after year, how comfortable they feel being in these markets, it's an akin to exactly what's happening around the rest of the world that sometimes we fail to open our eyes to, John. You know as well as I do here that we have talked long uh, and at length about the state of economy, about the state of affairs and how things really are. We don't like sweeping things under the rug. That's all we do at this show. We just bring to light the facts. And the fact is that since we opened our doors in 2002, and Paul just said it, Gold is up a resounding 325% since day one of our doors opened. That's 23% on average per year gain. You don't get that anywhere else. If I look at silver, it's up 335% or 24% per year. So when I hear these kinds of arguments, I understand that this person has passion and listens and I value the feedback. I really do. It's good. But at the same time, I always want people to take the extra step. Go beyond just us. Go and look up what the economy has done for you. Go and look how far your dollars are going now versus 10, 15, 20 years ago and how far they might go in 10 or 15 or 20 years from now. I can show you unequivocally how silver from 1965 still holds its value in 2016. It'll take me all of two minutes to do it. Call me directly. I'll tell you exactly a tiny little Why example. Why don't you just give the example of a gallon of gas? Of course. Three, it cost 30 cents for a gallon of gas back in 65 mm-hmm. in Canada. We hadn't converted over to the new measurement system, and we carried about 80 to 85% silver in our coinage. If I fast forward to 2016, what with that 30 cents could I buy, John, in this day and age? Not much. Not much. Piece of candy. If I'm lucky, yep. a telephone call. Not even, I don't think. It's 50 cents. You have to find a telephone box. That's it. That's a good point. 
But if I extract the silver out <laughs> of that coinage, guess what it still buys me in this day and age? It still buys me the gallon of gas. Yeah. Some 40, 50 years later, I'm still able to buy the same value with that silver, which tells me over that long length of time, although it wouldn't have been effective for a speculator trying to make a buck real quick, somebody that cares about their wealth and about their family and about their future and about their children's future could have easily invested and put away solid silver in a safety deposit box, in a vault, and done very well, protected themselves. I I took my grandkids out for dinner last night because I was away from the weekend. And on every, um, my granddaughter said to me, you know, granddad, it's my birthday coming up at the end of the month. She knows on every birthday and my grandson, yep. they get an ounce of gold from me. And I've been doing, my granddaughter will be 10 years old. My grandson, you know, is eight years old. So between them, they got 18 ounces of gold, you know, that's worth something. You know, the, when I first gave that ounce of gold, gold was trading at around about $500 an ounce. It went as high as 1900 an ounce. You know, right now we're at 1275 an ounce U.S., which is over $1,600 an ounce Canadian. So my granddaughter has got sixteen grand. Nice. Towards her university education or whatever she wants to do when she gets to 18, good luck. But, you know, I've said on this show a couple of times, if you took $10,000 10 years ago and put it in a coffee can and buried it in the backyard, if you had a backyard, or took the same $10,000 and gold was trading around about $4 an ounce, silver was trading at $4 an ounce, you'd have had 2,500 ounces of silver. Mm-hmm. Today, that 2,500 ounces of silver is worth $42,000 US, which is close to $50,000 Canadian, but that you'd have 10000 in cash in the other tin can. So again, that's not a bad return. You know, property hasn't done that well. And if you're a, you want to be in the stock market, it's worse than going to the horse races. It, you're picking the Kentucky Derbies this weekend. Put your money on something. You know, pick a number because that's what you're doing in the stock market. You know, if you don't have that insider information, you've got no chance in hell. Last one in is the first one to get hurt. When taxi drivers tell you they're buying stocks, come on. You know, you've got to be in these turbulent markets. You've got to be safe. You need to own some gold and silver. I'm not telling you to go mortgage your house, sell everything you've got, put it all into gold and silver. Don't do that. But have 15 to 25% physical product put away, a protection against the currency. I don't care whether you take it home, whether you want to put it in a secure safe depository that we have that's segregated, allocated, insured with, insured with Lloyds of London, or put some of that into a TFSA, or if you've got an RSP, you're sick of the stock market, look at your portfolio. Look at the dogs in your portfolio. If they're not making you any money, if in doubt, scratch it out. Get rid of them and turn it into something that's safe and sound. I believe gold and silver is extremely undervalued, and I think you're going to get terrific returns right now. When we come back, we're going to talk about Argyle Colored Diamonds. We're going to talk about the beauty and the ownership and the amount of profit potential that they have. And we're going to let you know a little bit about a diamond they just found could blow new records away. One eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com, the precious metal advisor, the investor kit, and a reminder for every 10 100-ounce bars of silver you purchase through the deposit account, Guildhall will give you one 10-ounce bar absolutely free. Lots more of The Real Money Show coming right up. Talk radio, AM 640. one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com, or for the purpose of this segment, guildhalldiamonds.com. We'll talk a bit about the collection. Darren, let's, uh, let's get rolling. Well, I promised it, and I will tell you, they have found a new oh, yeah. violet-colored Argyle Diamond 
in the mine Rio Tinto owns in Western Australia called the Argyle Mine. It is a 2.83 carat polished oval-shaped violet diamond. They discovered this at the mine, and it is the largest type of violet diamond that's ever been discovered. Violet is extremely rare. And uh, what happened is... It's going to be called the Argyle Violet, and it will be the centerpiece of this year's 2016 Argyle Pink Diamonds Tender, which, of course, as our listeners know, is the annual showcase of the rarest diamonds from the mine. They are expecting that offers will start already, which I'm sure they have, at somewhere around 2 to $3 million and will go as high as 4 to 6 I think that would go for 7 or eight, $8 million. Let's pool our shekels, boys. Let's, Let's get do that it. Diamond. Yeah, absolutely. In 32 just, years. Just because of... They're asked when they say it's you know three two three four million you know for the last two years I've been at the Argyle tender and I've bid forty percent more than I did the year before on four or five or six stones and did not win one stone so the year before I bid forty percent more than the year before and the year before that I won three stones so you know from from. 2013 to 2015, the stones that I, the same type of stone has gone up 80%. So this violet, I, you know, I mean, it's probably going to go for seven, eight million. Yeah, this is a stunning diamond because it's going to capture the imagination of, I would expect, most of the leading collectors and connoisseurs around the world. Uh, Josephine Johnson, who is the Argyle Pink Diamonds manager, uh, they they are very, very big on this. Less than 12 carats since they've been doing their auctions in the 1980s, less than 12 carats of total Violet diamonds have come out of the mine, wow. and it took more than 80 hours to polish the Argyle Violet from its rough shape, which was 9.17 carat rough diamond. It was said to look like a meteorite with deep etching pits mm-hmm. and crevices. So we expect that as this tours around, they're going to stop in Copenhagen, Hong Kong, and New York to have private viewings, which we'll probably get exposed to at some point. This will be a diamond that we will want to follow and track for our listeners. The, the interesting thing is the Argyle tender, it's been going for 30 years. Now, in that Argyle tender, they normally put on the best of that year's production, which is between 50 to 55 stones. So that's a total in 30 years of 1,600 tender stones around the world. That's it. Collectors. Now, out of those 1,600 stones, there is round about 20% that are VS quality. All the rest, now VS means very slightly included. Uh, Argyle pinks don't come internally flawless. They come with natural inclusions. Most of the other stones are SI1, SI2, and I1s. So there's about 150 that are VS quality. We only sell Argyle or any other pinks VS quality only. So how rare is the quality that we buy? It's extremely rare. If you go to our website, you're going to see Argyle pinks VS quality. And remember, on the tender tender side, there's only been 1,600 of the finest pinks, violets, and reds over 30 years. When you go to Guildhall Diamonds website, you're going to see 10, 12, 15 Argyles or pinks that are of VS quality, ranging from a quarter of a carat to over a half a carat. Again, they're not cheap. You're looking for over a half a carat. You know, you're going to spend $150,000, $170,000. But these are the type of stones that have appreciated around about 35% a year, legitimately. Not BS prices from the colored 
Diamond Research Foundation, which we belong to, um, they came out with a report, and they go to wholesalers, they go to manufacturers, which is cutters and polishers, they go to retail stores and dealers, and they figure out what the stones cost, what they're selling for, and they came up through auction houses as well that the average price of a pink of quality the return was 361% over 10 years. That's not a bad return. It's all about the rarity of the diamond, the color of the diamond, that it's, it's incredible. I mean, the four Cs do come into it. The color, the color has to be even saturation. The cut, the cut has to be the right cut, not a whole load of extra facets in, you know, where it's cut by like a bad tailor you know a diamond has to be really great so the symmetry is perfect then you've got the carat weight which is very very important and what am i missing out color cut clarity clarity is the important thing as well but when it comes to a natural fancy color diamond the first thing you're buying is the color the clarity means is it an internally flawless we have more internally flawless yellow diamonds on our website than anybody in the world i can challenge anybody we know we have the best and i go out of my way to buy the best i was in las vegas last weekend and i went into some major major retailing stores the one with the blue boxes the other one right. with who have the fancy watches i won't name any names and i go in and i look at some diamond rings and my wife is wearing a beautiful diamond yellow diamond ring and i'm going and asking prices i'm seeing diamonds that rings that are selling for 75,000 that i sell for 30 35,000 made you know manufactured by the, the, one of the best manufacturers designers in the city and the diamond that we put in is of unbelievable quality at a, a half the price or, or 40% of the price. We don't have the same rents. Obviously, we're not paying $300, $500, $600 a square foot. That's what you're paying for. You're paying for the name. Mm-hmm. You're paying for our ability to go out, find you a diamond that's going to increase in value and is going to be a great investment, whether for your, you know your old age, whether you're for your retirement or something that you're going to put your kids through school – Hold on to something for 10, 15 years. You're going to get a wonderful, wonderful return. One eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhalldiamonds.com. Jeremy, that, that diamond that Paul just mentioned, say it's, you know, 160000 Fine, it's a lot of money, but a couple of retirees, they sold their house, they want to buy a diamond. 10 years, what's that diamond worth? Well, depending on what diamond you're, you're buying, with, with colored diamonds, the, the more you're investing, the more rarity you're right. buying. As a rule of thumb. And, and uh, as well... Usually, the better the quality, the more rare, the, lar- the the more it's going to cost. And then, of course, those diamonds, as Paul was talking about, the, the tender, the reason those prices continue to rise is because there's someone willing to spend more for it every year. And it, they're willing to hold on to that diamond because they know down the road it's going, it, it, it's, it's, it's money in the bank. It's like also having an artist. You know, when an artist is 25 years older, you know, they're turning out art and they're turning out so much. And as he gets older and older and older, his life expenditure gets a little shorter, uh, not producing as much. And you know it's going to come to a stop when he dies. Kicks the bucket, sure. And then there's not going to be any more of that product. Now, the, the mine, the Argyle mine is owned by Rio Tinto. It's on its last legs. You know, they've raped and scraped as much as they could absolutely get out of that mine. The production, and they produce 90% of the world's pinks, yet it's only one-tenth of 1% of their total production. And even that 90% that they produce, it's not all investment grade. You know, out of that 90% of the pinks produced, 
you know, maybe uh, 1% is investment grade. The other 89% is melee or smaller diamonds or diamonds with lots and lots of inclusions. But people don't mind it if they're putting it in jewelry. Nobody comes up to you, to you with a, a jeweler's loop and holds your hand and let me loop your ring and see <laughs> where's the inclusion in that. You know, it just doesn't work that way. But, you know, it's an investment the Rio Tinto will be closing that mine, whether it's in 2018, 2020. There will be no more pinks available, and the prices are going to just shoot through the roof. If you can spend twenty-five, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 now in 10 years' time on a $50,000 diamond, it's easily one hundred and fifty to $175,000. Nice. Could be even more once the mine closes. They are long-term investments, getting back to your point, John, which is you need to hold them for a long time because it's not going to be something that if for whatever reason you decide, oh, I need the money tomorrow, you're not going to get necessarily market value. It's not liquid like precious metals. Uh, of course, the, what you trade off for that is that they don't go down in value. Right. You know How liquid is a stock that's that's losing, right? So you want to... You want to put funds into something that you're willing to hold on for the long term. And five years, yes, we've got diamonds that we've held for five years that have comfortably doubled. Comfortably. Now, if we really wanted to sell it tomorrow, we might get less than double. But if we're willing to hold on to that diamond for 15, 20 years, it doesn't matter if we sell it below market cost. We'll have done so well on right. the diamond. And that's that's really where you want to go with it. It, it. For the patient investor, the investor doesn't want to look at the stock market and they don't want to worry about if something is up or down. They just want to know that they're going to put it away and in 15, 20 years, it will have done its job. Thank you very much. Even if it takes even if it takes a year or two to sell, it doesn't matter because you're already you're already acclimatized to what the market does. Sure. You know, for us at Guildhall, it's very difficult to, in some cases to demonstrate that, look, we're willing to hold on to a diamond. It doesn't matter for us if it sells next week. We don't, it doesn't matter if it sells two years from now. It's going to be, it's going to sell at a higher price. In fact, you've said, Paul, some of the, some of the best diamonds, people, they keep them back in the safe. They won't take them out because well, they're climbing so fast. I mean, I, you know, I'm going at the end of the month to the JCK show, which is, you know, the jewelry show. And, you know, it's a very, very small community in the color diamond business. It's not, you know, thousands and thousands of different cubicles where someone's selling, you know, white diamonds. There's maybe 12, 15 booths that you can go to. Um, and some are from India. You know, an Indian cutting is not as great as the cutting from Antwerp or from Tel Aviv or even out in New York. Um you know, we deal with five, six cutters and polishers and that we're partners with, um, and we see the best of the best. They don't produce or they won't give us a stone to sell unless it, they, they know it meets our criteria. You know, everything has to be right about that stone. The color has to, as I said, even saturation, it has to have great, great color. The cut of the diamond, you know, you have to see colors fly off of it. We had this morning, somebody came in, um, they just had a baby, and he bought for his wife, I guess you would call it a push present. Mm -hmm. But we made a ring, a yellow diamond. It was a one-and-a-half-carat fancy yellow with three halos of diamonds. The The ring was absolutely stunning. And we you know, showed it to him, presented it to him, and he just wowed. He just said, wow, my wife is going to be just wowed away with this. And we make... Jewelry, we can take any diamond and we call it wealth to wear and put it into a piece of jewelry for you. 
We have a designer that designs just incredible, incredible jewelry, and his workmanship is second to none. But getting back to going to the, you know, to Vegas to the JCK show, you know, we talk to our our dealers, and they only bring out a certain amount of product when they buy rough. They buy those diamonds. They cut it when they're ready to cut and polish, and in some cases. When the stone is so magnificent, if they don't need the money, they know they can get a 20, 25, 30% return on their diamond. They push it to the back of the safe. You know, what difference? They put it into GIA to get diamond graded. So, I mean, I, I know because I buy diamonds and I've got GIAs that are four and five years old. And I know who the cutter and polisher is and the diamond is four or five years old. But they've had it, put it to the back of the safe, and they've probably doubled or made 150% by just holding on to that f- for an extra five years. And, you know, when you look at, we talk often on this segment about all of the diamonds that are breaking records at auctions. These are diamonds, I mean, look at the last one, the blue one, the Shirley Temple one. These are diamonds that have been held in by one family for decade upon decade. And when they sell it, all of a sudden it's just what it's done for them is extraordinary. And that's what we want to see happen for our, our clients. And, of course, we also do the jewelry portion where we can design custom jewelry. And even if you're looking for something not color, if you're looking for a white diamond and you want to make a create a setting, we can assist you with that. And, again, this would be at wholesale cost, but not, not lacking in quality. But this is the right. highest quality you've seen, but you're not having to pay those high retail prices. one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhalldiamonds.com. Darren. Listen, when we come back, we're going to talk about two things. Number one, a recap of today's show and what we touched on. Number two, Gerald Salente, Trends Journal. He was on last week. It was yep. brilliant. Our listenership always rises when this gentleman comes to the forefront here at our show, and it was a great interview with Jeremy, so congratulations on that. He's got a new report out, came out on the 4th, and it's uh, one that says global equity markets sinking, gold rising, trend or fad, and I've got one here. It's stand aside, JP Morgan, a new player in the silver market has arrived. So when we get back, we're going to touch on those. That's all coming up. one eight seven seven eight silver is the number. In the meantime, guildhallwealth.com or guildhalldiamonds.com to check out the uh, natural fancy color diamond collection. It's uh, it's quite large. A reminder as well, for every 10 100-ounce bars of silver purchased through the depository account, you'll get one 10-ounce bar courtesy of Guildhall. Real Money Show rolls on on Talk Radio AM 640. You know the number, one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. For every 10 100-ounce bars of silver purchased through the depository account, you'll get one 10-ounce bar courtesy of Guildhall. Darren, take us home. Well, listen, Federal Reserve officials hinted at a rate hike as soon as next month. We know that that prospect has done very little in the short term to support the U.S. dollar or hinder precious metals. Both gold and silver had tremendous week over week. We saw gold touch as high as 1300 an ounce, while silver touched $18 an ounce early in Monday trading. They've come slightly off. Here are your buying opportunities. Gold and silver have surged to new highs for the year, while the U.S. dollar made new lows. So perhaps the markets have already priced in another modest rate hike. We're not sure, but we like where silver and gold are heading. This seems to be the beginning of something very big. And on the heels of last week, we had Gerald Salente on the show. It was a fantastic interview. I highly recommend that if you haven't heard it, go to therealmoneyshow.com and have a listen. He released a trends report on May the 4th. That was uh, of this week from his office in Kingston, New York, and the title was Global Equity Markets Sinking Gold Rising, Trend or Fad, and I quote, 
after U.S. markets suffered their worst opening of a new year in the history of the Dow and with global equities swooning, the mood on the street brightened over the past two months as stocks in both developed and emerging markets rebounded sharply. However, it was not the true price discovery or basic economic fundamentals, such as supply and demand or corporate profits that boosted the markets. In the new world economic order of bankism, equities were artificially juiced by central bank cheap money pumping stimulus in negative zero interest rate policies, schemes undreamed of in the history of the world. On January 29th, with stock markets in turmoil, hoping to weaken the yen to increase exports and juice its recession-ridden economy, the Bank of Japan launched a negative interest rate policy shot that was heard around the world. In March, the European Central Bank increased its government bond buying scheme from 60 billion to 80 billion euros per month and added corporate bonds to its portfolio while sinking deeper into negative interest rate territory. And China, with a debt of GDP ratio of 250% and new borrowing in the first three months up more than 50% from last year's pace, they continue to pump up their sagging equity markets and economy with cheap money. Chinese banks made 1.37 trillion won or 211 billion US dollars in new local currency loans in March alone, while social financing rose 2.4 trillion. So what is this telling us? It's telling us that this isn't a fad. This is from Gerald Salente. This is a, a fellow who's made his life plan to find the trend, stick with the fad, and tell the public what's happening. He's as honest as they come, and I got to tell you, when he speaks, he doesn't hold back. He's unfiltered, and he tells you the way it is. And he is a firm believer that this is nothing more than a debt bubble waiting to burst. And on the heels of that, this is why he believes gold is not a fad. It's here to stay, and it's going to rise in price. Yeah, I mean, if you Gerald is you know says what's on his mind. It comes out. Uh, not everybody wants to hear the truth. Um, this is why, again, you've got Trump. He's got a lot of followers because people are sick and tired of politicians and the BS that they get fed to them every single day. You know, if the middle class has not had a wage increase in 20 years, you know, people have to work harder and they're getting less for what they're doing. You have to look after the money that you've got, the capital that you've worked for, whether you've worked all your life for it, whether you've inherited it, whether you've won it. I mean, you've got to be able to hold on to it. And the best way to do that is to have some physical gold and silver in your portfolio. I don't care whether you take it home, you know, bury it in the back garden, put it under the bed. Smartest way to do it, put it in the depository. It's safe, secure. It's in, it's segregated, allocated to you. We give you the bar numbers. It's insured with Lloyd's of London. That's one of the best ways to go. If you have the ability to use your TFSA or RSP where you have, you, whether you're sitting on the sidelines or you're sitting with a portfolio and you're looking, you know, every year you're looking at your portfolio and you're not making any money, all you're being done is being eaten away with fees and the mutual fund fees are pretty high in Canada, one of the highest. Put a little bit of gold and silver. You know, we deal with Questrade. They're the custodian. They look after all the paperwork. We do the buying and selling and setting up the account for you. It's going to take you 25, 30 minutes to do the paperwork, and away you go. You'll deal with Franka in our office. She's smart. She's swift. 
um, and will make it very, very easy for you to open a registered retirement account. If you're in the Toronto area, please come to our office, make an appointment. If you're interested in buying a natural fancy color diamond, Call us at the numbers. John will give out the numbers. You can set up an appointment. It's private. It's confidential. You can see the product in front of you. We have product. It's not paper. We don't deal in, you know, showing you GIAs, don't have the product, uh, and, you know, do bait and switch. We have everything to show you. There's companies out there that will make promises to you. You know, you may get a phone call and they're going to tell you you'll buy a diamond for 3000 5000 and you're going to get a 30 40% return and we're going to upgrade you mm-hmm. to another diamond. Buyer, beware. Every diamond that we sell comes with a GIA, which is a Gemology Institute of America. That is the credibility of the diamond. It tells you everything about the diamond, the color, the dimensions, the clarity, the size, everything you need to know about that diamond, and it's classified to that diamond. You've got the expertise of the people at Guildhall. We have a GIA diamond graduate on board. My daughter, I'm very proud of her. She will help you along in picking out a diamond. You don't pick out a diamond. A diamond picks out you, to be honest. You know, there's something about, you know, when you put out diamonds in front of somebody, you know, we go according to what you want to spend. The diamond is going to pick you. It is a great investment. Whether you're going to put it away in a safety deposit box or even if you want to wear it, we can help you with this investment. You know, we range from around about $14,000 for a one-carat fancy internally flawless yellow, uh, you know, up to... uh, million dollar diamonds but it's up to you nobody challenges your pocketbook but this in the lowest diamond in the lowest fancy color you're going to still get a return of six eight percent a year you don't get that on a white diamond so even if you buy a yellow diamond you say well it's a carrot you know in three years time you know maybe uh, your finances change and you want to increase to a better quality diamond. we will always take the diamond back Give you even some profit on it because you had made some profit and put you into, a, you know, something, you know, maybe a little higher end. But you've always got that ability to do that. We don't buy back any diamonds that somebody has purchased from another company. No kidding. With us, it's a no-no. You know, we buy, if you, if you buy a diamond from us, you can bring it back. We will sell it. We will go out of our way put it on our website, do mailings on it, advertise the diamond. Our salesman will, you know, We'll try to sell it for you. We don't work for nothing. There's a commission involved. But we will sell that diamond for you. It won't, as Jeremy said, it's not something that we're going to sell in 24 hours. You may get lucky. You know, it could go. But a diamond goes. It may take three months, six months. It may take a year for someone to buy that diamond. But we're going to, while you're doing that, your diamond is increasing in value and you're going to get a good return. Well, I think when it comes to reselling a diamond, the one thing to keep in mind is how long you've held it because the longer you can hold a investment-grade natural fancy-colored diamond, and we've seen it. We do see the track record that, that the type of diamonds that we've had at Guildhall. We know, the type, we know what they're increasing by year over year in a general sense. And speaking of that, I've been having a lot of fun this week going on to the Fancy Color Research Foundation and plugging in the GIA reports of all of our diamonds and seeing the rarity factor come up and all of these diamonds are coming up as one of a kind and they're showing that they're only coming onto market at once every few years. So it's it's very rewarding to go through that and, and just gain that further appreciation of the type of quality that we have. 
But for a customer who's held a diamond for a very long time, it provides the opportunity to go less than market value and give that opportunity to the next buyer. And that's what can increase the timing of the sale. Well, you're right, actually, Jeremy, because the fact is, if you were going to buy a house 10 years ago and that house was a half a million dollars, it's very hard to buy that house for a half a million dollars. Somebody, the next, when you sell that, the next person may be paying seven, eight hundred thousand for that house, or you know, six hundred thousand. But as it goes, progresses, you're always going to be paying more. So, you know, buy it now while the prices are right. It's a great, great investment. Whether you go gold, silver, and a natural fancy color diamond, and it's all completely physical. Key to remember. The Real Money Show continues next week. For now, we'll take the number to you for the last time: one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. RSP room. Any registered accounts, you can use that for precious metals. And a reminder too: for every ten one hundred ounce bars of silver you purchase through the depository account, you'll get one ten ounce bar of silver, courtesy of Guildhall. Till next time, the Real Money Show Talk Radio. AM 640.